At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. All right, here we go. Segment number two on this Tuesday. Uh, we are Silver and Black today. Of course, Raiders, a podcast here on Odyssey Sports. This is the only place to get it. But also, subscribe to the show wherever you get your audio. Guess what? Just search Silver and Black today. And then you can find us and listen to Mo and I in all of our non-glory. Uh, but although, you know, hey, I'll, I'll tell you what. We have had such great response uh, to the show this season. So many, many, many more of you are listening and we welcome you. If you're new to the show, you'll soon uh, get to know us a little better. In the summer, we get a little goofy. We talk about all kinds of things like food and, and goofy stuff like that. But we got lots of football to talk about right now. But thank you for subscribing. If you're watching us on YouTube, uh, shout out to everybody there. It was a pretty, pretty sassy <laughs> uh, chat the other night after the game, as you can imagine, Mo, after losses. Uh, and uh, we had to put timeouts on people because they were losing their stuff. Uh, but that's okay. That you know, <laughs> we were we were therapy. We were supposed to be therapy. It was the first time Mo on the show. Of course, if you haven't listened to our post game show, 
Uh, Mo's off doing his Bleacher Report duties. So I have Murph as the voice of the fan. Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. People were had pitchforks out for Murph. Mo. They they I've never seen it before because he's such a nice guy and he's a fan, so he's always, you know, fanning it up. They had people in there they wanted to start, they would say, Hey, well, you guys are selling t-shirts. Can we get a fire Murph t-shirt? I'm like, oh my gosh. This was crazy. Yes, 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 yes. Because he was being positive. He's being optimistic despite the loss. God forbid you be optimistic in this world or you will be labeled a malcontent. Go figure. This is the way, see, I'm going to, this is the way it works with a lot of <laughs> content creators out there. If you're an upcoming com- content creator out there, I'm going to give you a quick warning. When the majority, when the masses are being positive and you're being positive, it's okay. You you become a king you, of the hill. You become a hero to them. But the minute things go sour and you're still positive that you didn't change, you're still that positive person and things go sour, yeah, you're in trouble because then people are going to look at you and say, you're selling false hope. And I'm not saying Murph is selling false hope because he's usually positive. And a lot I, of fans are usually positive. I know a lot of them are for reasons they don't want to they don't want to be depressed watching their team. They want to have something to look forward to on Sundays, Mondays, and Thursdays. So they're positive. So I understand that. But as a content creator, and this is why I prefer to be objective, I'm not saying Murph is not being is being dishonest, but when you're when you can analyze and break down the game and, and say what it is that look, the Raiders just were, you know, you know what? A lot of people say in my chat they were saying the Raiders were poo, but they were yeah. using explicatives to explain yeah. their play. Yeah. When you're just upfront about, look, the Raiders suck. They were trashed on that day. You just have to come out and say that because yeah. that's what the most fans are feeling. After watching your team get drubbed 30 to 10, they don't <laughs> want to hear about the positives. They don't want to hear about Robert Spillane having 14 tackles. They don't want to <laughs> hear about the one good play that happened on um, in garbage time. They want to hear you say, look, it sucked and the Raiders have to be better. And that's what the that's what I said on my live stream. I, yeah. People said I was kind of unhinged yes, on Sunday. I don't think I was unhinged, but I was just bluntly honest that look, it was it was a trash performance, and and if the Raiders continue to do that, they're not going to win many games. No, and 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 that's it, right? So you have to turn the page and move on. Everybody just wants to win. I mean, everybody's on the same. Yeah. Everybody has the same goal. It's just I I've never seen the pitchforks come out for Murph before. It was very, it was unsettling a little bit because like it's Murph, you get. Fire this Murph guy. Why is this guy on your show? I'm like, what? But you anyway. got it, Scott. Scott, one more thing. You, you have to be upfront about, like, what do I always say? It's hard to point out the positives after, yes. after a loss, and it's hard to point out the negatives after a win. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. And we saw some of those. I mean, it was a precursor. We saw against Denver some of the struggles up front on defense, right? Especially in the first half, it was very evident. And we saw that again versus Buffalo. And that's what we want to get into now. Because, Mo, here's the question. Everybody, like I said, and I joke because <clears throat> everybody's uh, emotionally angry because of the loss, which I understand. It's their right to do that. But they want to fire everybody. And I'm not kidding when I say they want to fire everybody <laughs> down to the janitorial staff. They do. They want to. But then I remind people that this is the reason why the Raiders are in the position. That does not that they are in the last 25 years. Now, that does not mean that everyone in that building uh, is safe and that everyone in that building doesn't deserve some scrutiny because uh, we start with Patrick Graham on the defense. Now, we talked in the first segment about complementary football. The offense is struggling, so so we'll get to that again. 
But but with Patrick Graham, the reason I bring this up, Mo, because I, I watched the game yesterday and I'm watching the coverages. So you're trying to you're trying to ascertain what the coaching staff is thinking, right? These are guys who know football much better than you and I do. But we're we know enough to watch what they're doing. And so so Josh Allen comes out, starts carving up the Raiders defense because Raiders are playing his own defense. So you go to halftime and 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 I miss your 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 halftime adjustment tweets. You haven't been doing them recently. Um, but, but you always say that, right? And that's the truth. You come out of halftime, who adjusts better is usually going to win the game if it's close. The Raiders come out in the second half. They really don't adjust much. They're not changing up the coverages. I didn't see it. Maybe I missed some. You can tell me if I did, but I didn't see a lot of changes there. So, so the question is, if you are sitting in that building and you're Josh McDaniels and you're the CEO of this football team, in essence, on the field, and you start looking at what's going on with your defense. You got to worry about your offense too. But you're looking at the defense. Are you looking at Patrick Graham and saying, "Hey, buddy, well, well, what were you thinking? What's going on here? Well, why didn't we change up coverages to try to maybe? Yeah, we weren't getting a pass rush. So you got to adjust it a little bit. What are you going to do? Why didn't you change? Help me understand this, Mo. So one week last season, I was watching the Manning cast during Monday Night Football. He said one of the most overrated things he hears about you know NFL coaching is halftime adjustments. And he said, there's not much you can, you're not going to scrap the game plan, which is true because if you go in with a game plan and saying, mm-hmm. look, we're going to play zone coverage on Josh Allen, force him to read a defense. And hopefully he, he eventually makes a mistake as he did on Monday night football against the jets. That was, a, that was the probable thinking of Patrick Graham and the Raiders. We're going to play zone coverage. We're going to force Josh Allen to take the short throws, which he did. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and eventually he's going to make a mistake or two. And then we'll capitalize on it and we'll have good field position. We'll keep the game close that way. The problem was Josh Allen didn't make any mistakes. He took the short throws. He didn't play hero ball. He didn't force any downfield passes to Stephon to, to Diggs because his tight ends were catching passes. His running backs were catching passes. Gabe Davis was catching passes. I believe Gabe Davis led team and receiving yards. But with that said, when you see that Josh Allen is now taking the short passes and he's not necessarily being conservative, but he's not playing hero ball, does he's getting rid of the Brett Favre gene, as I said on the last show. He's he's not throwing those YOLO passes. So what do you do after that? You have to adjust to Josh Allen, who's now picking apart your defense and taking the high percentage throws. And the Raiders just had no answer for it. As I said in the first segment, Josh Allen was able to break the pocket comfortably, move on the on the go on the move, and throw accurately to his pass catchers. And the Raiders again had no answer. And when you don't have a pass rush, as you said, you can't expect your defensive backs to cover six seven seconds. So of course they're going to give up throw. They're going to give up completions, and that's what happened throughout the game. So I don't think there was much that Patrick Graham could have done. I suggested that the Raiders had call call up Tyler Hall and have him play more safety because I still, even with the defensive backs having to cover for long periods, I still feel like Trayvon Merrick is a liability in coverage. Trayvon Merrick, had, either his his snaps have to be dialed back or he has to be benched because, and I'm not even talking about the penalty where he pulled up and hit the guy with his shoulder. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about just his coverage ability. Coverage is it just terrible. Seems like, yeah. it, it just seems like he's uh, more than a step behind on a lot yeah. of these pass plays, and they have to make adjustments there because teams are going to continue to pick on him. If you have a pass-catching tight end, you can pick on a safety that's a liability in coverage. No, and Mo, I don't disagree with you on, yeah, you go on a game plan, and, and to your point about what Manning said, yeah, I mean, you, you're in a game plan. You plan all week for that, so you don't just scrap it after mm-hmm. after two quarters and go back to it, but you do make adjustments 
And I didn't see adjustments. So basically, they kept the same point of view, which was, well, we're gonna give him, we're gonna give him all the short stuff and take away the the longer opportunities, where he would probably make more mistakes. I also think, though, that going into a game plan, and we don't know that this is indeed the case, but since you brought it up, I'm gonna address it. Which is, if your game plan is around, well, he's gonna make mistakes. Well, yes, we understand. You look at trends, you look at the numbers, and you see what happened. But the kid is still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And he if he's on fire, you knew he was coming off a tough loss. And so I think that would factor into your 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 adjustment mindset of hey, okay, guess what? He's 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 hitting it. But why not take away some of that short stuff? Make him earn it. If he's gonna go long, he's gonna go long. Yeah, you got you got you gotta take the risk there. But by not, they were just it was it was death by pinprick constantly, right? Boom, boom, over and over and over again, surgical as he was. And so I, I just wonder too, if, if, if Patrick Graham, because like you said, going back to when he took the job, Mo, you said it here on this show, he didn't have a lot of experience as a defensive coordinator. So now he's in and you can blame some of it on a lack of talent. And, and, but that, that lies with the front office. That's not his fault, but preparation and getting ready for a game. Now the bills are just a better team. I'm sorry, Raider fans. They just are. They're better in every possible way you can look at. So, so in one way, you don't un, you you understand getting beat. To get beat so soundly and not show up a little bit uh, is is the problem with this one. But but I would have to say, and I'm not saying the guy's going to get fired after three or four games, Mo. But but things got to turn pretty quickly here, and they got to turn on Sunday night against Pittsburgh. If you lose that game at home to Pittsburgh, which has not shown, Pittsburgh was a very hyped team, very hyped team by the media, as they usually are. Kenny Pickett was supposed to be, oh, the next great young quarterback now all of a sudden. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Now, we got we, we, you look at the, the sample size of Kenny Pickett's games, and I'm just, not, I'm just not convinced that Pittsburgh's offense is that good. So this might be a game for Patrick Graham and the defense to actually show something and get back on the right track. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Not only that, but Pittsburgh has some of the similar struggles that the Raiders had. The Pittsburgh Steelers are struggling with their offensive line. Uh, they've had to shuffle their offensive line because they had a right tackle who went down, had, had, had to shift the guy over. They have a first-round pick in Broderick Jones, who's a mm-hmm. tackle there. So we'll see what they do with their offensive line against the Raiders. They're also going to be missing their one of their top wide receivers in Deontay Johnson, who's dealing, I believe, with a hamstring or ankle Ham- injury. Yep. So he's not he's not he's not going to be available. So the Raiders are facing an offense that's not a juggernaut. If the Pittsburgh Steelers go to Allegiant Stadium and put up thirty plus points, you have to be looking at Patrick Graham like, "What the f are you doing?" Because <laughs> I I said it after Sunday's game that Patrick Graham should at least be on the hot seat right now. He should be on watch. I'm not. I and you know I'm the last person to yell fire this guy, fire that guy. But now we've seen two. We're going into year two of Patrick Graham with the Raiders defense, and and you're with your guys, so to speak. Remember when we talked about this offseason? Yep. This coaching staff now has its guys, right? You have a full draft class. You have another uh, free agency group coming in. I know Chandler Jones is not there, 
But they flipped this roster and got rid of a lot of the Gruden Mayak guys. Now they have their people, and it's still looking the same, if not worse, on the defensive side. And you again, you have zero turnovers. Zero turnovers. After all the talk about the turnovers in the offseason, at practice, in the preseason, you have zero turnovers. And it's not like the Denver Broncos have a, had this great offense. I know the Bills' offense is high-powered. I said they have a knockout offense where they can get on you really quick and blow you out, and that's exactly what happened. But to have zero turnovers, a poor pass rush, you know, you're not even going to beat Kenny Pickett and the Steelers with that. If Kenny Pickett has enough time, even though he has struggled, <laughs> he's going to get the ball to George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth, Darnell Washington, Najee uh, Harris, Jalen Warren out of the backfield. The Raiders have to be careful because the Pittsburgh Steelers have two tight ends who can catch. And if, right. if, 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 they have, if, they, if the Raiders have a problem with their safeties covering, going to see a lot of what you saw at the Buffalo Bills game from the Raiders defense. That was the point I was just going to make, Mo. I think you, you're you going to see the the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> they're salivating over that Buffalo film, and they're going to do the exact same thing, uh, especially using those tight ends. So we'll see how that goes. But but uh, yeah, I mean, it just has to... It, but again, those turnovers aren't happening because you're not getting pressure up front. You're not making the quarterbacks uncomfortable. Uh, you have a golden opportunity, and I know we'll talk about it later in the week, against Pittsburgh with a less experienced, less talented quarterback to actually try to make those things happen. So so it's going to be a big game. Um, and again, we'll talk about that coming up on Thursday. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to talk about it. And I know it's not always fun or it's not the best way to look at things, but sometimes other people's misery can create some happiness for you. And if you look at the AFC West... It's kind of wacky what's going on in the AFC West. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. We'll also address some of what's happened in the AFC. Two teams that are at 0-2. Very, very surprising. And we'll talk about that as well. You're listening to Silver and Black today with Mo and Scott. We're coming back right after this.